In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Man, I really keep you guys guessing with that intro sometimes. <laughs> we just did a recording where I had it the other way. It's fun. I don't do it on purpose, but it's kind of fun to watch people on the edge of their seats. Like, I don't, I usually come first, but she has me second today. Yeah, it, it deeply stresses me because I'm like, should I be in the outline or should I be? No, not nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, not at all. Nothing compared to what I was experiencing this weekend scrolling through Twitter. But um, yeah, no, because I'm like, should I, I should be looking at the recording screen, but my the outline's in a different tab, mm-hmm. so it's just you got to keep huge you on your toes. Problem. Huge, huge problem. problem. You got You got. I got to keep you a little behind the scenes look at mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. these recordings get out every day. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was also laughing to myself earlier because I don't know if this will translate, but at the end of every outline, I have like, that's our show. Then I I have a template I make every day in the middle. I have like, please rate and review. It helps a lot. But this morning, I only deleted part of it. And so I just said, that's our show. It helps a lot. <laughs> oh, I missed that one because like, I wasn't looking at the outline. I was in this chat. And I hope that is true. But you know what? We're a little loose today because if you're listening to this it is Thanksgiving week. It is the day before Thanksgiving. So you're either at your childhood home, perhaps. Maybe you're at your in-laws. You're fur- furiously tweeting at an airline from the terminal where you've been sitting for 18 hours. <laughs> God, Maybe I hope you're not. Just, I hope not. You're on a plane listening to us because you were good and you downloaded your podcast in advance. But uh, we're going to do a reminder. somewhat – Yeah, exactly. Somewhat politics-free, loosely-themed Thanksgiving episodes. But I, uh, what, are, what are our respective plans this year? Elise, you've had a, a really like – such a fun month for Elise. I know. I've been out. Um, as some of you who follow me on Instagram may know, I've been out shooting. Every year, CBS does a showcase where they pick 12 performers and we get to write and make a sketch show that they're going to release in January. So it's I've been working on that. It's, it's, I'm that very, so it was cool. very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. I got to do so much fun stuff. I cannot wait for you guys to see it and also see all the other performers, the other group of 12 because they're so talented and you're going to fall in love with all of them. But either way, I've been out in LA. I have moved from my luxurious home at the Burbank Courtyard Marriott to (laughs) (laughs) to my parents' house. Um, Are you in your dad or your mom's office or is it a shared office? This is kind of this is my dad's little room. It's giving dad's <laughs> little room energy. It is giving man dad's cave. room. It is giving man cave. <laughs> this is my dad's little room. My mom is in her office, um, absolutely screaming at the top of her lungs on a Zoom call. And when I was like, hey, mom, could you maybe talk 
like a little lower while you're on the Zoom. She gave me a look of like, this is the volume at which I speak on Zoom. And I was like, absolutely. Okay, well, I'll just figure it out. If the listeners don't know, <laughs> Mrs. Morales, OG girl boss in a good way. She is. She's a businesswoman. She uses her businesswoman voice on Zoom. <laughs> um, and it's very loud. And... Um, <laughs> it was very fun watching your very full days on your showcase because I, I just did remember when, when you were like, yeah, I can't do the newsletter. I was like, you sure you can't do the night before? And you're like, yeah, no, no way. And then I was like, she's in makeup for like three hours. And you're like, I'm so tired. I'm glad I've you been have truly a break. dying. Um, but it has been interesting to have a month off of having to follow like, like knowing what's up every single morning. Constantly. I get to find out later. I get to read my newsletter and find out. And it's been very refreshing. <laughs> well, Zola and Julia are doing a fabulous job. Excellent. That's great. Yeah, they're really great to work with and have been nailing it. I mean, we just got we just got too many people that that applied to do it that we we couldn't pick just one. And I'm I'm happy we split it up and have lots of people on the roster for for all all writing activities. But let's get to our topics of the day. So I, I can't guarantee this will be politics free because the personnel is, of course, political. But on our list of holidays, you know, where does Thanksgiving rank for us personally? Where is this on your? You know, we've been talking a lot about Halloween. Sammy, is this a, is this a top a top three for you? This is number one. <gasps> wow, one. zero religious obligation or undertones. What a week centered around food. It is one of the three days of the year at, during which you are not allowed to be disturbed by work. Like it's truly respected. The others being Christmas and New Year's, obviously. Um, and it's just like such a vibe. It's like the beginning of the holidays. So you have the whole thing left and you're and before like the winter gets really shitty. Um, Thanksgiving food, not my favorite, but you know, that's we'll not, get into that. To to me, that's just a detail. Um, the whole thing though, just love it, love the simplicity of it, love that it's just like family, friends, laziness, food. Like it's just, you know. Just has no. There's no war. I mean, there is a you know, war on, crime. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. There's like, no war. Yes. I also would like just just for context, Sammy, for your lifelong Thanksgiving celebrations. Have you always stayed in the state of New York? Like, has Thanksgiving for you ever involved air travel? It it has. Okay. Um, when my mom lived in Florida, it involved ah, right. air travel to Florida for three years. Um, at like we did that. But no, other than that, it has always been in New York. I think that's either, a factor to Either Manhattan it. or outside of Manhattan. Morales household? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Morales household, um, it always depended when we uh, – because little known part of my origin story is I did live out in L.A. till I was 12. So when I was a little kid, it was always just my family, the four of us in California because it was too much to travel back. East Coast, we would always either be hosting or going somewhere, but it would be like drivable distance. So it's – we've bopped around, but I will say that Thanksgiving – has risen in my esteem steadily the older mm-hmm. that I get. And now Explain. I would say it's – well, I think when I was a kid, I was just like, this is boring. Um, <laughs> I also – I'm like uh, – I'm a weird age in my family where I'm like five years older and ten years younger That's than tough. like cousins on either side. So when I was like 15, it was just like a slog because it's like I can't – hang out with the 25 year olds but I'm not hanging out with the 10 year olds so I had nothing to do now I have sort of an elder statesman role amongst the cousins and it's very fun (laughs) I get to be the (laughs) drunkest (laughs) Uh, I'm her sister though 
But I, well, now me and my sister's five years younger than me. Yeah. So now my oh, sister okay. and I like get along great. My like we have such a great relationship. It's always really fun, whatever. But when I was younger, yeah, it was just like I was always kind of like alone and didn't know what to do and like wanted to be um, on my phone texting with T9 word. Um <laughs> Yeah. Now I eat all the food that I love. I love Thanksgiving food. I love Thanksgiving drinks. I love all the stuff. And I do like, so despite the problematic history surrounding Thanksgiving's origins, my family really does use it to like go around the table and say nice stuff Same. about each other and like yeah. be like, I love you. I love our lives. My mom has these little cute cards that we like go around every year and like answer questions and like, I do love the idea of like reflecting on what you're grateful for, on why you love the people that you're with, all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we no, there was never any sort of like pilgrim worship happening. Like, I like like that. Don't that's, worry, that's why clear. I. That's why it's like okay, just like separate this from like the bullshit story they told you. Like, fuck that. We're not telling our kids that, and just like talk about what you're grateful for. That's all it is. And I do think that there is something very, I. As problematic as America can be, I think the fact that like we have a holiday that's respected as like a real like like pillar of like what we all do and that it sort of just revolves around gratitude and not like any sort of like weird religious undertone or like or even like a weird materialistic undertone. Mm. I think that that is like a really great thing. I do have a theory that if Thanksgiving is also, it's very like um, conveniently timed, especially if you like have a partner and you have kids and you owe each side of the family a visit. I kind of think that if it were not so close to Christmas and in this very cozy time, we might have already abandoned it for being too problematic. Like if it were in like February and didn't really serve this very specific purpose, which is like you're pre-gaming Christmas it's really it's Christmas <laughs> foreplay. Like that's that's what feels good yeah. about it. You're entering cozy it's also season. Four days. Yeah. Four day break, I think, also <laughs> is like something that like I don't know why anyone would ever, ever give that up. All it it's better than any other holiday because all other holidays you can really maybe only get a three day weekend. Yes. This is like and you're getting four days. I, yes. That's why I do agree it has been, you know, obviously not for us to say as three non-native white women, but I think it's one of those that has been somewhat extricated from its from its meaning uh for people that appreciate it. What they appreciate is not is not the origin story. At well all. maybe we'll have maybe we will have some land acknowledgments mm -hmm. at Thanksgiving this year because I feel we're like actually I've seen those like now people will like dunk on those. <laughs> like I see a lot of TikToks. Like, like I, we got married on Indigenous Peoples Day, and I was like, Mike, should we do a land acknowledgement? He was like, we cannot be those white. Like, it's very white lotus. Like, you well, cannot. Right. I mean, I would not lead that, but Avi's cousin is coming, and oh, she yes. is actually she actually has like Native American heritage. So, like, I'm that's perfect. That to her. Yeah. You know, like she can she can lead she can lead that element. Yes, yeah. and I think I will say like again, divorcing Thanksgiving from his origins, like the idea of having a harvest festival in the fall is way yes. older than Thanksgiving. True. And like a lot of our yeah. holidays are just kind of Americanized versions of things that have happened for a really long time. And so I think that like at its core, it's like, let's get together. Let's eat this food. Let's be thankful Got for it. the food. Let's be thankful for our family. It's the harvest. It's the yeah. harvest festival. 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving this year, not because I'm not seeing family. I would love for them to come to me, but like we are not traveling this time. I feel like since we saw, like we had the wedding recently, we kind of like, kind of can, can stick around, but I feel like my, my enjoyment of it definitely is, is altered by the, the traveling of it all because usually we are traveling. We're either traveling four hours to Colorado or traveling an hour to North Carolina. So I'm curious, let's, let's get into the travel of it all. Samuel Elise. How early are we getting to the airport for your Thanksgiving flight is the first question. And the second question, the follow-up question is, are you and your spouse on the same page about that timing? Elise, let's say you have a you have a 10 a.m. flight. What time do you want to okay. get there? What time mm. does Danny want to get there? Okay, Danny wants to get there at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we, have tra- we have TSA pre. He wants to be there at 6 a.m. <laughs> um, I probably want to get there at like 7:30 but also because wow. it's I know I'm a little I I err on the earlier side but Danny is very Danny like wants to be at the airport like the moment his eyes are open that morning I'm a little bit more um I'm a little bit more lax than him though I use do usually default to 
unless he's getting really ridiculous, I'll usually default to his earlier timeline because I'm like, whatever. Um, so Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving mm, travel. Yeah. I feel like we probably are getting there at Danny's insane early time because we're nervous. And then we get through security in like one second because we have TSA pre and then I just kind of sit there. See, I'm uh, <laughs> Mike is like this too, but I am a, I would rather wait at home than at the you airport, would. but he's like, oh, why would, uh, well, let's just wait at the airport because then we're there. Part of it is because we're always with the dog usually. And like the dog's just like much chiller if we're at home. I don't know if it's just he and I, I don't mind. I don't mind going over but I definitely, I definitely am. If I have a 10 a.m. flight, I don't really understand why we're in the cab before 7.30. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I want to be there at like, I want to be there at like 7.58. Like, like be I want there. that two yeah. hour rule, yeah. but I want like, like, Right, a little bit at the beginning of it. I want like the the reasonable time, but just like the early part of the reasonable time. Exactly. Avi wants the end of the reasonable time, but not so late. Like like he doesn't want to be late, but he would be comfortable getting there at like eight thirty. So we'll probably mm. so realistically we we'll, we'd end up somewhere in the like eight fifteen range. I always say or like if you're doing an Uber, which now we are from Long Island, order the thing early and then dawdle. Like yeah. just allow yourself time to dawdle rather than like planning late and then having to rush. For me, I'm just always like, and then if we're the, I have this weird, this illogical thing where it's like, if the flight is then delayed, I'm like, well, we should have left later. Those things are not connected. No, because they sometimes will not, exactly. will like not let you. And like some airlines are more annoying about that. And like, yeah. How, how are you? Uh, how do you guys, I will say that I am, I am, I fucking pray I never encounter any of our listeners when I am traveling and I am, I am not at my best because- <laughs> I will, you will not, you will no longer like me. I try to mostly just take it out on Mike usually, but it's, it's tough. Oh my God. Well, last night, Aileen and Avi witnessed, because we're obviously pre-recording this. So here's the thing. Like I can handle it as long as I have like my expectations, not It's the expectations dodged yes, that yes. I have a toddler meltdown. It's also like once I hit a limit, the limit has been hit mm -hmm. and like, and we are pissed <laughs> off. Like- and also once I – so that, like, for example, last night, like, we we called an Uber from the airport. It was really late. And, like, it just, like, would not come. Like, it said three minutes and it was 15 minutes. And then I started to just, like, freak out because in my mind, like, this is over. We're we're smooth sailing. That's tough. It's it's about the expectations of, like, if it had said 10 minutes, I would be like, okay, it'll be here in 10 minutes. But once it was, like, not coming, I started becoming just, like, irrationally <laughs> heated. They're like, I, I need to be home right now. Yes. That's the worst. It's tough getting home. It's really tough when like all you want to do, all you want to do is be home. Our, okay. Couple couple more airport because I'm just genuinely curious. We're all there in time that we have enough time for a Hudson News, a Hudson News stop. What's your go-to, your go-to airport snack, Elise? Ooh, airport snack. I mean, it depends on what I'm seeing. I'll probably usually what happens is I'll do an initial Hudson News trip in which I say, I'm going to get apple slices. I'm going to get something healthy. And then I eat that within one second and I will go back and get Flaming Hot Cheetos at a later <laughs> point, like right. moments before my actual flight. But right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be like, no, what am I doing? Right. So usually, yeah, it'll be two trips, one in which I'll get like nuts and raisins <laughs> and then another where I'm like, I get every Being single salty. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm honest about what this flight is about to entail. Um, and then I usually do, 
get sucked in by an airport book. Like if I see one on the shelf that I've been meaning to read, even if I have another book, I'll be like, ooh. And that happened to me on the way to LA. I brought books. What did I do at the airport? I bought The Empire of Pain, the book about the Sackler family, (laughs) the opioid (laughs) epidemic. Oh, you're never so, uh, you're never so like confident in what you're going to read as when you're standing at that, at that bookshelf. Oh, I'm, I'm an intellectual when I'm looking at these books. I'm like, yes, the history of science. (laughs) (laughs) Take that on. (laughs) Yeah. And then you fall asleep. Then you like hit, like you hit like 30,000 feet and you're like, oh, I'm really tired. This is like. Let's watch I'm a like, movie. Oh, I've read well, one that's page. why for longer flights, movies, there's nothing like people always talk about why you like cry on movies because in this day and age, even when I am working so hard to pay attention to a movie, I am still on my phone here and there. But when you're on a plane, like there's nothing else to nothing has stuck with me like a fucking like 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 a poorly reviewed action movie from like the early 2000s because I just watched it uninterrupted and got and got fully invested. But before that point, for me, I'm definitely I'm always getting like a $15 like wrap and I'm like this will be good. This will tide me over and I'll be full. And then exactly, it's disgusting and then I eat a bag of, a bag of um Chex Mix. You know what usually gets me? The Godiva, the little Godiva balls at the, the, ones at the in, counter. The like the gum container? Those are, Those are so, so delicious. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I usually go for a water, a book. I'm not like a huge plain snack person. Like unless I'm going somewhere where I feel like I kind of will like bring the snacks for the place more than I'm bringing it for the plane. Because like they'll give you something on the plane. Like I probably did just eat a meal in the airport, to be honest. Yeah, this is all just for dopamine release. This is yeah, a dopamine release. Or I love a just... sea salt and vinegar chip lately. Yeah. It's so good. I like the in, uh, there's usually an in flight cheese plate that I'm like, mid flight, I'll get Getting the cheese after. plate. Yeah, yeah they I'll do be always like, have that. All right. They're yeah. like $20. You're like, no problem. Yep. No mm-hmm. problem, ma'am. Yeah. And I, I get a drink. Oh, always. Diet Coke. Yeah. Well, I have flight anxiety, so I usually will have like a little plain wine. I'll usually get a plain even wine out, too. Even out the ang- the anxious feelings. Help plain me edible. Plain edible. That can be risky. The, thing, the thing is, like oh, no. an edible can turn for me into anxiety town, and then I'm on the plane being like, I'm having a heart attack and the plane is going down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is not good. So <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair well, enough. Well, I think the anxiety on the plane, obviously, as we've been just discussing, depends on the how things have gone preceding that. Friends, point of view. Boarding has started. Military and priority. They're invited to board people with small children. You're in group four. It's the last group. It's the back of the plane. When are you standing up? When are you standing up and getting in that line? Elise? Group three. Okay. Group three, I will make my way over to the line because you never know sometimes if it's a small group and they take a little bit extra time. But again, my husband, Danny, he's up before they're even boarding. He's standing over there and I refuse to join him. I, I will sit and I will stare him down from my seat and just be like, I'm not coming over there. <laughs> me too. Just stare. It's like you're the stupidest man I've ever yeah. seen. Is right okay, before you guys me right are going to hate that I, I get up immediately mm-hmm. and I also will board. I won't cut groups, but I will go with the first group that is in my like class of groups. Yeah. So like if, if, if there's like – you know how sometimes they'll make you – if you're a middle, if you're an aisle seat, they'll make you go later because you're whatever. Like I'm not going to wait till the end of these groups and potentially lose luggage overhead space. 
Like, I'm not going to try to go with first class. Like, I'm not an idiot. And I do but, understand that I'm not roasting every the, the, the premise for getting ahead of the game because it is obviously because the overhead space can fill up and people are I, – I will usually wait. One time somebody said something to me on a plane because I was like rushing to get up and up there and she was like, you're going nowhere fast. And I was like, she's right. <laughs> and now I just think that every single time. But also I just – once I get up there, I do not mind. I will take your Hudson news bag and I will be like, whose is this? Because it's going under your seat. It's going in your – I will take your little purse. I don't give a shit. I will not. Or I'll make Mike do it. Mike's probably listening to me. But I will glare at everybody and tell them, this is coming down. I The flight attendant will – or the flight attendant, a, a flight attendant, they're going to they're gonna take the Karens to task and be like, get your little shopping bag out of here. We So I generally speaking just trust that my bag will make it on top and I would rather enjoy the comfort of, you know, sitting down and waiting. But I do understand the anxiety over the overhead space I have seen with the parents. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now we're going to discuss the main event, the Thanksgiving dinner. These are the things that I am curious about. Cranberry sauce. Is cranberry sauce an essential worker at the Thanksgiving table? Or can you can you go without it? I personally don't care for it, but um I understand that um it's it's essential for other people. So I will have that because the most diplomatic I've answer you've ever given on this podcast to any question <laughs> I've ever asked Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, see, here's the thing. It's not actually important. That's doesn't affect why. you. I yeah. can be diplomatic when nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. Cranberry sauce is not in my top needs as far as Thanksgiving, but I do want to see it on the table. Okay. Um, I don't have a preference over homemade versus canned cranberry sauce means nothing to me. And I do like to have a little bit to like put on my turkey and my gravy, like, like if it's there, I will eat some cranberry sauce, but it's not what's bringing me to dinner. Yeah. I just sort of, I feel like, yes, you do need an acidic component, but we're only all using cranberry sauce because that's what's there. It seems to me far superior is like a bitter arugula salad to top everything like you do on a pizza. I just don't know how we even got here with cranberry sauce. I think we should look into it. It seems like something where a lobby was involved and we're all eating this like sour, sour jelly on our turkey, which brings me to turkey. I know this conversation comes up every year, but are you mad if you go to a Thanksgiving and somebody has decided on an alternative protein? Do you feel let down? Does that compromise your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Experience? If I went to Thanksgiving and there was not a turkey presented at all? We have various reactions here. Elise Morales, <laughs> Fury. Here's the thing. Like, I do feel it's weird. I think it's just weird. But I also find the turkey's my least favorite probably of all the poultries. And um, what what are you giving? Are you giving me something worse? Like, what are you giving me? There's nothing worse. That's my opinion. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't. I don't like turkey. So I'm like, great. I like turkey on Thanksgiving. I want obviously the turkey to be well prepared and then I like it. But yeah, that's kind of like, I wouldn't care. I don't care, I guess. Okay. I personally would never host a Thanksgiving without a turkey. <laughs> 
But if I was Maybe. going to one and they were like, we're making a roast, I'm like, I still want you to have like a turkey component. Like there needs to be something. I just think it's the one day a year where I'm eating it. And I want it to be there and I want it to be good and I want it to be like not as dry as it can sometimes be. Well, I think that's sort of what I my thinking here is that like Thanksgiving is stressful enough and so much of the lead up is like you have to do so much to this bird to make it taste okay. Like you never see on Chopped or like Top Chef when they get a chance. They're never like, I'm definitely going to do the turkey. So I just – it's just interesting to me that it's all – again, that it's all about this – this bird, frankly, I don't think Biden should pardon any of them. They're dry. They're useless. I, I, actually, oh, has he done go. that yet? He's literally doing it right now. I it's on my TV. This yeah. this year, Mike's going to do. I think we're going to do like a pot roast or something because we don't really eat beef that much. So that's like a special, a big special occasion. But um, you just reminded me. I need to order every single grocery. Yeah, I'm hosting like sixteen pop, pop somewhere between like sixteen and twenty people. And you're cooking. So, oh yeah, I love. <laughs> this is. I, I I bought a house for this reason I know. so that I could literally be Martha Stewart yeah. and do this. Like I've been dreaming of like I, – I wish I had a fucking cornucopia I could put out as a decoration. Like I am so excited. I'm sure Jeff Bezos cook. has got one of those for you. I I can't be giving him my money for that kind of crap. Finally, we will we will get to the the meaningful Thanksgiving subject matter. So listeners do always ask for guidance in dealing with problematic family. And you know, this this is just such a range. Like I feel like you can range from like a straight up QAnon uncle who might be like extremely anti-Semitic uh, to either, you know, parents, family members who willfully refuse to use pronouns, don't try hard enough with people's pronouns. There's a lot of things that can come up. With, with like various degrees of urgency. Obviously, like not addressing them with certain family members is kind of like setting that boundary is sort of a privilege. But how do you guys approach this if it comes up? I'll admit it doesn't come up a ton for me, but there are there sort of are some. But Elise, I know you you felt like you had something to offer here. Yeah. Well, okay. It so obviously it depends. Like, I think if you're dealing with someone who's like actually being hateful or spewing hate, that's like a different situation um, where things need to be addressed in a different way. Also, like, yeah, so it, it kind of depends. But if you're dealing with kind of just your run of the mill Republican family member who, uh, well, thinks careful. things that, that are. <laughs> Well, yeah, now it's like there is like actually like a hateful component to all that. But I mean, like, like something that I I come up against, something that I come up against a lot with like family members who have Fox Newsified brains is that they try to bait me on the subject of New York and what is going on in New York and whether New York is um, infested with crime and it's like the most, it's the most dangerous it's ever been, da, da, da. And so. Something that I try to do is like, number one, I try not to take bait if it, that's what's being offered. Like if someone is trying to get me into a conversation because they have some weird agenda, I'm not doing that. So I have people who will be like, well, you know, New York. And then I just don't address, like, I just don't talk with them about it. But it also, for me, I think it also depends on like, is this a family member that you like and want to mm-hmm. educate and have a respectful conversation with? Or is this someone who you are tolerating for various reasons? Because if it's someone I'm just tolerating, honestly, I will be very dismissive and rude to that person. <laughs> if it's someone Perfect. I actually like, I will try to go in and be like, well, you know, I live in New York and I really haven't 
experienced any of that. And I think that may, I'll try to kind of subtly be like, I think that maybe what you're seeing on the news doesn't actually match up with what I'm experiencing as someone who lives there. Yeah. Hitting them with a, where'd you hear that? Is yeah, is a good one because it could be disarming and it forces them to be like is very good. And then other times, honestly, if it's someone who I don't give a fuck about, I don't want to argue with them, and I want to end the conversation as soon as possible, I will always just say, "Yeah, I don't believe that at all," and then just walk away (laughs) and be like, "Yeah, "Yeah, I just don't think that at all." And then you can end it there because sometimes some arguments are not going to get solved at that table. Some things are just because. That's a weird thing about this like Republican bullshit is that they love to troll. People who are really into that stuff, they love to be trolls. Like these QAnon people, they want to put bait out for you so that they can be like, well, actually, you have a microchip <laughs> in you from the vaccine and like whatever. And I'm just not going to – I'm just going to – I think sometimes just, yeah, I don't believe that at all can end a conversation that. that wasn't going anywhere in the first place. Good point. Yeah. I think that's such a, a great distinction between like people who – Yes, there might be opportunities to somebody makes a mistake and you can earnestly like educate them about what they did might be hurtful. But if they're just baiting you, it's not set your own like it's just they're just trying to bother you. It's not in the like you correcting them is not going to make them a better person. It sounds like they're probably not somebody that is going to be amenable to what you're going to say. Like I think that every, every, you know our listeners have a good sense of like what the intention is and it, yeah, if they're clearly just baiting you because they want to tease you and they want to get a rise out of you, I love that answer. I don't believe that at all. Should we put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that at all. It's perfect I don't response. Believe, until the end of democracy, I don't believe that at all. Sammy, <laughs> it sounds like it doesn't come up for you too much, fortunately. Yeah. I think like everyone, most of my family is like pretty much on the same page generally about, about things. As Elise was talking, it's kind of just like, fuck your family member for bringing it up at Thanksgiving. Like, it should be a nice time for everybody. Like, this isn't really the time. So it's like, it, the election is passed. Like, you don't have an obligation because it's it's not the setting. Like, it's, it's on them. Fuck them. I also think my family has a lot of like, especially this year with the discovery of a new cousin and my dad being president at Thanksgiving. Um, I oh think my we goodness, have a lot Sammy. of, um, yeah, <laughs> I think the second have, part. <laughs> yeah. I think we have a lot of like interpersonal issues that will, uh, they're on the plate already. We don't need to add okay. the things we, you know, we don't need to add the problems of the wider world. cooking so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you went off to sit down and chat too much. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, Good. but you're right. You're right. Good point. That is our show for today. We hope everybody has a beautiful Thanksgiving. Until the end of democracy, for Sammy Sage and Elise Morales, this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Batches.